Genesis, the third chapter, from verses 1 to 15. And I'm reading the New International Version. Now the serpent was the more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals, and you will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And because of your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Bible Before Breakfast, Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo here. Good morning. This morning we're still talking about womanhood and the power and purpose of a woman. And as always, we're focusing on God's secret weapon, which is a woman. Yesterday, I made it clear to you that God didn't just happen on you. He didn't make a mistake. He made you. He was intentional about making you a woman. Intentional about making you who you are as a woman. So you're not a mistake. You're not an afterthought. In fact, God planned you. God made you because he needed you. And so man had been created and God said, it is not good for this man to be alone and I will make him a helper. Someone who will be suitable to him, comparable, and yet the person will be adaptable to him. And God knew that making a woman was the solution to the man being alone. So we arrived on this earth as solutions to problems. We are solutions. Like I said, I don't really know what your gifting is, where your strength is, what your power is, what assignment you've been given. What I do know is that you're sent to help mankind, not just one man, but mankind. So you carry the solutions to the problems that mankind has. And so this morning, we've, going, we've gone a little 
further into the narrative of what happened at the very beginning. And like you know, if you've read this story before, God created man and woman and put them in the garden. And he told them not to eat from the tree of good and of evil. He told them not to touch it. No, he told them not to eat of it. But the woman had a conversation with the serpent. And the serpent asked her, did God really say? And you know, the funny thing about Satan or the serpent is that he still has not changed his tactics over all these years. It's still the same. Satan never just comes to you with thoughts or ideas just because he wants to annoy you. No, he comes with one and only one intention to make you question what God has said concerning your life. Every situation you find yourself, every negative situation, it is Satan asking you, did God really say? His assignment is to put doubt on where God's word has been spoken. He wants you to put a question mark where God has put a period. God has said something concerning your life and Satan brings strategies, he brings situations and he comes just to ask you, did God really say? He did the same thing with Eve and he's doing the same thing with you today. If he can get you to doubt God's word, then he can get you to doubt God. And if he can get you to doubt God, he can get you to doubt the ability for you to get that victory. Because if you question God in one thing, you will question God in all things. So if God has said that you will have a baby this year, and Satan can get you to question, did God really say that? He can put some doubt in it. And once there's doubt, in fact, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For you must first believe. And so that's what Satan is after. He wants to destroy your belief. He wants to make you stop believing. He wants to make you question what God has said. So he comes in with subtle lies. He comes in with situations. He comes in with trouble. And the question he keeps asking you is, did God really say? Did God really say you're going to make it this year? Did God really say that you're going to be healthy this year? Did God really say that you will not die this year? Did God really say that he will protect you? Did God really say that he will preserve you? Did God really say that this year, in 2023, that you will blossom? Did God say that this 2023, that you will flourish like the palm tree and that you will grow like the cedar in Lebanon? Did God really say it? Every time Satan puts a question mark where God has put a period, the only thing he's trying to achieve is to get you to ask, did God really say? And of course, at the point when he asked that question, I suspect that she began to overthink things because she said, God said we should not eat from the fruit. In fact, God even said we should not touch it. God never said we shouldn't touch it. However, she had begun to question did god say we should not eat it or did god say we should not touch it in fact she became a little bit confused when satan starts to poke holes into god's word concerning your life these are the things that begin to happen you begin to either take away from what god has said or you begin to add to what god has said and then you find yourself questioning did god really say these things or am i imagining it and so satan said to her oh god is just doing that because he knows that once you eat from the fruit then you become like him satan is always there offering us what we already have <laughs> he's telling you that if you do so and so you will become like god wasn't that the whole purpose 
God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So we're already like God. So Satan comes. There's nothing special about you because you're a woman. He's a liar. Why do you take anything he says seriously? In fact, anything Satan says you are not, listen to me, that is what you are. If Satan says that you are not smart, that means you are a genius. If Satan says you are not brave, that means you are the bravest woman that has ever existed. If Satan says you are not lovable, listen to me, daughter of the Most High God. You are the most lovable creature that God has ever made. He says that you are altogether lovely and there is no flaw in you. There's no mistake in you. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. You are not an afterthought. He didn't just happen on you. Yesterday we saw that we saw that God made you. He was intentional. It wasn't a mistake. It didn't just happen. You didn't just poof appear. No, he made you. And so he convinced her and she ate it. And listen, she didn't stop there because this is the key to understanding the power of a woman. The Bible says that she saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom. The Bible says she took some and ate it and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. In that line, you find the purpose of woman, influence. Now the issue is, how are you using your influence? You may not be able to fight like a man, but you can definitely influence like a woman. You can get a man to do whatever you want him to do. Adam had heard God clearly. God said, don't eat from this tree. And his wife influenced him and he ate it. And I always jokingly say that not only did he take a tiny bite, in fact, he took such a large bite that today, men everywhere all over the world have what they call Adam's apple. I know that's not necessarily scientific or anything, but it's just nice to think of it that way. So anyhow, she took some and she ate it. And she also gave her husband. Listen to me. This scripture here shows me that you are powerful. As a woman, you carry power and it is the power of influence. You can get your children to do things. You can get your husband to do things. However, some people use it negatively. But we as children of God, as daughters of the Most High, we understand that this power that we've been given is a privilege and we must use it to glorify God. So there's some woman out there listening to me this morning and the power you carry, you're not using it because you think you must fight like a man. You think that you must win the battle the way your husband would. Listen to me. You can win, but you can win like a woman. You can fight. But you can fight and should fight like a woman. Fight using influence. Let that be your power. Let that be your strength. And that's not just where I'm going this morning. Interestingly, God shows us in this scripture what a woman is able to do. Sadly, our mother Eve did it and used it for a negative thing. But you as a daughter of the Most High, you as a Christian woman, you understanding this morning that you carry the power of influence, you can use it positively. You can influence the people around you, whether male or female, adult or child. And so God eventually comes on the scene and he's walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The way they normally would, 
waiting for Adam to come out to meet him. But Adam is nowhere to be found. So the Lord God called to him and said, Where are you? And he answered in a weird way, something he had never done before. I suspect that every time God called for him, he would run out and say, What's next, Papa? What's next, Abba? What do we do? What exciting things do you have to teach me this morning? What assignment do I have? No, but he hid. So when God called out for him and said, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and so I hid. And so of course God knew something had happened. He said, did you eat from the tree I asked you not to eat? I commanded you not to eat from that tree. And the man said, the woman that you put here with me, she influenced me and I ate. And the Lord said, what is this that you have done? How can you use your power this way? What is this that you have done? And she came up with her own excuse. The serpent deceived me and I ate. And so the Lord turns to the serpent, not to the man, not to the woman, but the serpent. And he says to him, you are cursed. You will crawl on your belly. You will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. And God says something. He said, her offspring will crush your head. And this is the first time that Jesus was prophesied and prophesied by God himself. And God was here simply saying, Satan, the same woman you think that you would use to damage this world is the same woman I'm going to use to repair it. The same woman who I'm going to use to solve the problem that you have created. Oh, isn't that such a comforting thought? Some other people would think that God would just stay away from us as women in general. In fact, he would have probably thought, you know what, this woman is already causing me problems, so maybe I should just stick to all of them being all one. It is good for a man to be alone. But no, God didn't do that. God still saw that we were powerful, that we were precious, and that he could still use us to bring salvation back into this earth. You know, the funny thing is, a lot of times, because you're a woman, they don't see you coming. But God has a plan for you that he will achieve through you. So even though Satan got the first woman, Eve, to sin, and thereby bringing consequences upon our lives, God still used that same woman, the same lineage of women, to bring victory back into this earth. Listen to me. If you are a woman, you are definitely God's secret weapon because Satan never really sees us coming. He deals with the obvious and God has a plan. So even though it took God many, many thousands of years to actualize bringing Jesus down to the earth so that he could crush the serpent's head, but he didn't. And that's why I know that with your life, he will do the same. The gifts and callings upon your life are without repentance. Just because you've made a mistake is no reason for you to think that God has given up on you because he never does and he never will. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred King Sekunko.